Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, debonair, daring host, Kellen. Um, so listen, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I had to use the facilities here at the Morgantown Mall prior to starting this morning. And so I'm walking in to use said facilities and I look over and I see a Pistons jersey and I'm like man who is wearing a Pistons jersey at 9.30 in the morning in Morgantown West Virginia in September in fake summer so I'm like oh it's number 32 uh he must have a Blake Griffin jersey on okay that that's interesting I mean if he's that diehard and wants to rock wait 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 Wait, that's that's not Blake's jersey. He got a Rip Hamilton jersey on. Like, what? What? Why does he have a Rip Hamilton jersey on? Like, in Morgantown at nine thirty in the morning. And then, and then I'm looking. He's with somebody, and, and this dude looks like I don't know, like a, a taller, skinny Pete, uh, less methed out, I suppose. I would have to say that uh, definitely seemed like something was amiss. I, I will say that. So, yeah, like, and then they're, they're walking around the parking lot, and I'm kind of watching them as I'm walking in, and then there's a U-Haul van. I'm like, they're getting this U-Haul van. These two dudes literally have come to Morgantown to stop, and I don't know if they use the facilities like myself, but in a U-Haul van. Like, what are they doing? One in a Rip Hamilton jersey. And I thought for a second the Rip Hamilton guy was filming something. Like, are y'all, like, shooting stuff? Like, are, are y'all thinking y'all a big deal? Do you, do, is there something happening I don't know about? But yeah, they walked up to the van, and then I, I stopped looking because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be super nosy about it. I mean, I've, I've looked enough. They didn't notice me. But, yeah black guy, middle of Morgantown, Rip Hamilton jersey, 9.30 in the morning. Another dude was just in some sweats and a blue shirt, I think. Hopefully I don't have to describe them later to the authorities. Not that I'm wishing that, but I'm sketching the shirt. I can definitely identify that Rip Hamilton jersey, though. And he had a white t-shirt under it. Scenes from a mall. Matter of fact, there is a girl with multicolor hair walking into the mall right now. She's uh, probably going to Hot Topic. And there is a young lady who is vaping the shit out of her vape. Literally looks like a steam cloud walking in, well, fog walking in. And then make sure to get that last puff out before she goes in. Ah, man. Yeah, so welcome to the Barack Obama Proof World's Greatest Podcast. I just listened to Isla Powell's latest episode, episode 99. Technically, the real episode name is uh, season 4, episode 24, better known as episode 99. So that means next week we're getting the long-awaited, most anticipated it's like a podcast, whatever, episode 100. So I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about that. So, as y'all know, 
I talked about it a little bit on uh, 112. As y'all know, when I started Hyphenation almost four years ago now, we're closer to four than we are to three now, ladies and gentlemen. Almost four years ago, I started Hyphenation. And I uh, I was just kicking by myself, man. There was It was just me out in these streets, you know? And from January all the way up until... Uh, damn, when did, when did... See, now I gotta do my research. Uh, from January of, tw- of 16 until... Yeah, I, I had my years right. So until January of 16 until June 28th of 2017. Now, what had happened that day, and it wasn't even that exact date, because the first official episode of Isle of Pal is not actually in the feed. They've done more than 100 episodes, but this is this is going to be the official mark of 100 episodes. Okay? They recorded one initially, and it's on their YouTube channel, but the audio was so bad from background noise, it wasn't salvageable. I tried it, he tried it. Could never get that first episode. Because technically, this would have been the 100th episode if that episode had been lost. But, yeah, him and, Nic- him and Nicole, that's his wife, him and K-Rock, Crystal, sat down in June of 2017 and recorded the first episode of, it's like a podcast or whatever. I know it's pronounced Hero Air E, I've messed up. He's yelling at me because he's listening to 112 in the Brain Trust chat. This is what y'all pay me for, to listen to me talk to my friends and tell y'all weird mall stories. I couldn't think of it. And then I remembered the tag. So yelling, I'm talking, I'm trying to give him props for his show. Eric Greenlee, Handsome Bane, and he's yelling at me about mispronouncing Hero's name from the Swordcast. <sighs> Sorry, Hero. Man. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so they sat down, recorded the first episode, couldn't use it, and then they just start keep it rolling. And so from there, they had put out two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I believe the first episode that I helped with was episode fourteen, which was in September, ironically enough, and that's coming up. And what had happened is Eric had mentioned that due to the hyphenation and due to the fact that he, had, he was a two-time guest at that point. Oh, and by the way, Lamarique is a four-time guest. We cleared that up. Cleared that up. He was on Daughters, Dads, and Disney. He was on uh, Balance is Needed, the Infinity War episode with uh, maps on it. He was on the Spider-Verse episode, and now he was on the emergency pod uh, about Jay-Z. So there, four. Welcome to the Four Timers Club. Chia. Lamb. What was I saying? 
Yeah, he Eric had said I, I I'm in, I uh, taking a cue from you. I decided I want to get in the podcast game, but I didn't want to go at it alone. So I reached out to my sister from another Mister, because we all know that Eric wishes he had a dad, because his dad was trash. <laughs> Everyday Rogue, K Rock, Crystal, and they started doing the show, and I'll never forget because. Uh, I was like, hey, let me help you with your show. Like, I'm, I'm starting this hyphen podcast group thing. And he's like, yeah, let me call you. And then uh, they were both on the phone after they recorded. And I was like, yeah, so essentially all I want to do is uh, get you guys on iTunes officially. Because they were still on SoundCloud then, only. And, you know, just promote the hell out of you and get you on all these platforms. And they're like, oh, well, how much would this cost? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, I got nothing to offer you. Like, other than my time and investment and dedication. Like, that, this is all I'm in it for. I fuck with Eric. Eric fucks with Crystal. And therefore, I feel like uh, I want to bring this thing together. I'd love to have you join the team. And I just want to take a quick peek here. Because I'm curious now. When Brown started. So technically, Brown's in our blood started uh, August, the beginning of August 2017. So they were the first to join up. Eric... Jordan and Anthony Sellers, and then Alapal came on. But <laughs> it's been such an amazing journey with it's like a podcast or whatever. Uh, you know, with the, with all the video and stuff, I was instantly jealous. I'm like, oh man, they're literally shooting the show every week because that that's like my goal. Like, if I ever get my basement put together, reminder, I got called that damn contractor again. If I ever get my basement put together. I want to have an area set up where I can literally sit down and record hyphenation in front of a camera and then post that bitch. I have said it before and I'll say it again. The reason I do hyphenation and the reason I'm disappointed in these new uh, Apple podcast categories, there's no talk show category. Hyphenation is a talk show. I'm under entertainment news right now. That's the best I could do. Because I, 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 I'm so broad. I cover, uh, let's see, I, I cover entertainment for sure it's a stranger things story i cover all the mcu stuff with marcus we talk about music uh with like Aaliyah or the M michael jackson documentary came out a few months ago uh i went in on taylor swift uh very early on uh me and me and uh the the god junior eg we sat down and was talking about uh j cole's born center among other things uh, you just never know what you're going to get, man. Hyphenation is like a box of chocolates. God bless America. That has to be the title. Uh, let's Unless I beat it. Hyphenation. Hi, yeah. Ass. Is like a box of chocolates. Okay. I, I hate how my phone isn't smart enough to realize that the world's greatest podcast is two words. <laughs> I probably won't use that, but it's funny. You just never know what you're going to get. But anyway, enough about me. You see it out of the corner of your eye at the end of an alleyway that didn't exist before. The light seems to flicker and threatens to sputter out. It's a theater, and there's only one film playing. You don't recognize the title, although it stirs something in your mind. Welcome to the Mirage, the theater of movies that do not exist.
Cinematic Mirage is a podcast exclusive to the Domicile of Dread Patreon about films that were greenlit that never made it to the silver screen. Join Thomas DJ as he explores how the projects came together, why they stopped production, and what they may have been about. It's free to all patrons at the $5 a month level or more. To learn more and to sign up, go to patreon.com slash DJ's Domicile of Dread. Cinematic Mirage. A seat's waiting for you. Alapal. They're, I, I want to shoot videos. It's a talk show. They they were doing video. I think they're still doing videos. E, I was going to shoot you a, a text or message or anything and be like, yo, uh, are y'all still shooting videos? Because it matters to me not because I know that's a lot of work. But then I've heard on multiple episodes recently like they're shooting. I just feel like my man hasn't had time to literally sit down and edit this, which I completely get. Completely understand that. So they were shooting video. They're having a bunch of guests on, having roundtables, uh, dressing as other characters. Uh, the the show was just so freaking great. And, and then he's like, "Oh well, you know what? Uh, we're gonna do season two. <laughs> he's getting ready to do episode twenty nine. Like, eh, let's do season two, episode one. J- just like that." And, and then they're rolling through season two, and he get he gets Nicole on his wife, and bringing on guests, and I cannot express how proud I am of Eric Greenlee and Crystal and K, or K Rock and Lamarique, the producer, and his sister Nancy Lamarique who needs her own podcast, and Kit Kat Chinetti, and K and Patton and Dusty Willie, and all obvious nonsense and Franny. Um, all everybody who's who has come on this show, Dart Adams has been on multiple times. Uh, it, it's it's pretty. Like I'm just I'm just looking, and there's just some like uh, Marina Fantasy. She came by. Um, uh, she's a cosplayer. Uh, introduced me to Lexi, the clumsy jeweler. Uh, she's pregnant right now, so shout out to her and her family. It, the Powie Award. Like, the, the, they, this podcast already has a great legacy. Like, I'm proud of what I've done, but what they're doing is insane. Oh, and by the way, last time I checked, they're number 16 on animation and manga on the Apple Podcast chart. So they're doing their thing. And I'm very proud of them. Happy to be a part of it. Happy to be here for another 100 more. We need to get them some sponsors because uh, apparently Eric wants to go to Dragon Con. And if Eric goes to Dragon Con, then your boy needs to go to Dragon Con. So by the time you hear this, just know that episode 100 of Isla Pal is on its way. Next topic. So, me and Anthony actually went, uh, we went out last Friday because it had been a long week. I wanted wings very badly. Needed some beers. So me and Anthony went to uh, BW3, Suncrest Town Center, and got said wings on. We were watching the 1986 Slam Dunk Contest. No, I'm sorry. Uh, 85 Slam Dunk Contest. The one, that, uh, one of the ones Dominic Wilkins won. He won in 85 and he won in 90. 
Kenny Skywalker won in 89 and then D Brown won in 91. Again, I don't know where I pull this stuff from. I got to Google the name of a character from a movie that I watched two nights before. But you asked me who won the, uh, who was the, let's see, I'm going to see how, how good I am. Who, who, well, here, I, let's just do this. Let's go keep it slam dunk. 84, Larry Nance. 85, Dominique. 86, Bud Webb. 87, Jordan. 88, Jordan. 89, Kenny Skywalker. 90, Dominique. 91, D. Brown. 92, Cedric Sabalos. 93, Isaiah Ryder. 94, Harold Miner. 95, no, 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 no. I might get the mix. 93 might have been Harold Miner. 90. 90, yeah, 93 was Harold Miner. 94 was Isaiah Ryder. 95 was Harold Miner. 96 was was uh, Brent Berry. 97 was Kobe. And then they took it away. And then, of course, it came back with... 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 I was going... I don't even know. It came back with the Thunder. That's not what I wanted to say, but... Mm with Vince Carter back in, in, in 2000. So where do I pull this from? I didn't pod, I didn't Google that. No podcast of one-on-one right there. It is what it is. But that's what we were watching. I, I got my, my standard order, standing order at BW3s, which is now crispy wings, small size, and I get spicy garlic with extra sauce, and then I get the lemon pepper. That's my order. And then Blue Moon, if I'm drinking, which most of the time I will be drinking. Cause they got Blue Moon on tap, and they this is the perfect amount for me. So we're hanging out, chilling, and everything, and then uh, I don't know who it was who came outside. I don't know if it was a, a server uh, from another table or anything came out. And he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Deshaun Butler is uh, right inside of there. He's right in there." And then there's this table, and there's probably about eh, let's, let's say nine nine people, eight people. Uh, they were there. Night before WVU's home opener last weekend against JMU, and he tells all these people, and then like three three of these people get up and they go in to go meet Deshaun Butler. And I look at Anthony, I'm like, man, the hero worship with this college kills me, man. And you know what? I'm gonna say what I said. I was like, you know what Deshaun Butler did for WVU? He blew out his knee against Duke. That's his. That's the end of his story. And Anthony's like, that's not true because he rehabbed it. Made it to the NBA, bounced around a little bit. He's still playing professionally overseas, uh, and plus, he, him, and John Flowers and Kevin Jones—they all and John, I think I don't know—I didn't see John Flowers, but I think they said John Flowers might be in there. And then Kevin Jones definitely was in there. Kevin Jones is the type of dude, and if you don't know who Kevin Jones is, he played for the Mountaineer basketball team. Uh, at this point, let's see—he was on the 2010 Final Four team. I think he left in 2012. Uh, and I think he stayed off for years. So Kevin Jones uh, has literally been out of school, um, did not get drafted, I believe. I, I think he's had some workouts. I don't think he's ever had been in the NBA. Uh, but he also plays overseas. And he, he, he's the most random dude. He will just literally pop up and be like, oh, look, there's Kevin Jones. And the thing that kills me, everybody loses their mind. Like, oh, there's Sean Butler. Yeah, I'm hating. <laughs> Hi, world's greatest podcast over here, hating on Deshaun Butler. 
the 2010 season for Davey when they went to the Final Four was magical. Deshaun Butler was a huge, 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 huge part of that. Don't get me wrong. And no, his legacy's not. He blew out his knee at Duke. I was about half a blue moon in and I was feeling myself. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But, ultimately, he didn't win. John Flowers is best known for, he was a great, he had, he played very well his years at AVU. My most memorable moment to him was him dancing a jig after we beat Notre Dame in the Big East Tournament. And then him being in the middle of High Street when everything was on fire the night Osama Bin Laden died. And the photos of that. He's also a dude who will just pop up out of nowhere. But again, I preface this by saying, and Anthony is right, Deshaun was there um, for doing some cause to raise money for kids that needed shoes. I donated a couple dollars because that's what I had on me. Uh, so they're doing the work. They're in the community doing good things. And no, I'm not just saying this because they have a podcast and uh, there is no competition. Shout out to Fab, even though... He does trash things. Um, <laughs> I just don't get with Davey U. The, the culture of mediocr- mediocrity and losing and the way we embrace it is just so frustrating. Like, dudes, like fans were literally booing. Hell, I might have been booing. I can't lie. <laughs> Neil Brown kept it pretty conservative during that football game this past weekend. And I was drinking. I may have booed at one point. So, but Neil Brown was playing it, keeping it conservative. The quarterback we have, uh, this is his first season as a starter. He was a backup. He transferred in. So he hasn't had as many reps um, as we would like a quarterback to be for your starter, you know. So we weren't taking many chances, especially after you had had uh, the overrated Will Greer here last year who would fling the ball at the drop of a hat and whatever, wherever it came down is just kind of where it came down. Everybody's like, oh, look how far he can throw the ball. Yeah, Will Greer's trash. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. If Will Greer walked up to my car right now and said, hey, I'm Will Greer, and I heard that you don't like me, I'm like, Will Greer, you're trash. Go back to Carolina and keep trying to take Cam's job. Peace. <laughs> I... What was I saying? Neil Brown's getting booed because he went for he ran it on like a third and long. Most people who've ever picked up a video game controller know that you shouldn't run it on third and long unless you just absolutely don't care about getting the first down. And it didn't look good, but there was some booze. But WVU pulled out the win. Everybody went home happy. But as good as the record has been the past few years. I think Dana ended up being here eight freaking long years. I can't believe that. As good as the record has been with Dana Holgerson, who lost Oklahoma in his first game in Houston, and then was like, I'm surprised we lost to Houston. I came here to beat, or, or I'm surprised we lost. I'm I'm used to this feeling, but I thought it'd be different here in Houston. Ugh. He's trash. <laughs> And I talk about sports. This is a talk show. I just don't get 
if Dana Holgerson had Dana, I lost my point. If Dana Holgerson was still here, if he hadn't left for Houston, which he would still be here, if he hadn't left for Houston, fans would just be perfectly happy to go another year, win enough games to get in a bowl game, which I think the, you only got to win five or so to get in a bowl game and then drop important Big 12 games and then not actually win the Big 12 or be in any important games and I beat this topic to death. I just don't understand why this state loves this mediocre program, man. And then the, the players get treated like freaking gods. Like Owen Schmidt Everybody freaking loves him. I mean, and that that's a guy that actually had an NFL career and retired on his own merit. Owen Schmidt treated like a god. Pat White treated like a god. Geno Smith treated like a god when they get running in in town. Steve Slayton. And I'll say I did I, I what Pat White and Steve Slayton, they hold a special place in my heart. We were literally one game, one win away from the national championship game. And then the pick game happened. So I get, I, I I will excuse anybody who worships anybody from those rich ride teams of the mid 2000s. I, I can get that. That's the best WVU has ever been since Major Harris. And Major Harris literally got us in a national championship game. So Major Harris gets a pass. But Kevin Pitsnoggle with basketball. Well, oh, it's Kevin Pitsnoggle. Mike Ganzi, I don't even know if he comes in town anymore because he's still, he is, and Mike Ganzi, I was more of a Mike Ganzi guy. I know this is real local for y'all, but if y'all want to check this out, it doesn't matter. Mike Ganzi uh, and Pitsnoggle and uh, John Beeline's son and uh, uh, the, uh, Joe Missoula, or was Joe Missoula later? I think Joe Missoula is later. All those dudes were part of WVU. Like, they went to the Elite Eight in 2005, and then they went to, um, was it 2005? 2004, 2005, and then they went to the Sweet 16 in 2006. And then I think in 2007 is when WVU won to NIT. I, I'm just different. I get that. You, WVU and the idea of West Virginia University is we celebrate the success that we've had, especially on the collegiate level. There's no professional teams in the state. But if Truck Bryant, matter of fact, Truck Bryant, Truck Bryant doesn't get treated that way because I saw that Truck Bryant doesn't get treated the same way, which makes me happy because I've never liked Truck Bryant. Funny story, and if I told you this before, stop me, but you really can't because you're not here. Funny story about Truck Bryant. I trashed this dude on Twitter all his whole career at WVU. I am still blocked by Truck Bryant on Twitter proudly. Um, I I uh, just n- never cared for him. And when he broke his hand in uh, 2010, and well, he, he actually missed... Uh, Oops. He actually ended up missing the uh, the March Madness and then the NCAA tournament. And I was like, I heard rumors that, oh, Truck might be back. And I, I tweeted out, I was like, don't you come back, Truck Bryant. You're just going to ruin everything for us. And I meant that. I, I definitely meant that. So, 
So look, uh, former WVU point guard Chuck Bryant still rolling in South America. So he's playing overseas and stuff. Good, good for Chuck Bryant. <laughs> I, I'm such a hater. Yeah, let me let me find some of these Chuck Chuck Bryant tweets. Hold on. Me and Marcus would go in on truck too. Apparently, I say truck a lot. Let me uh, let me get Brian in there, just so that we're clear. He might have gotten off social media, honestly. Here we go. Uh, truck Brian is a perfect example of how not to be a good basketball player, and I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> and that was after he lost in the first round uh, in uh, of the NCAA tournament in March of 2012. Oh, I, oh, I can finally say this. Truck Brian is a terrible piece basketball player. I don't go for that rah rah. He's on our squad crap. He sucks. <laughs> I am blocked by John Cena and Chuck Bryant that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but I, I can't even find... Oh, I think it was Chuck Bryant. Oh, that's why I can't find him. Duh. I'm, I'm blocked. Yeah, right there. You're blocked from following Chuck Bryant 25 and viewing Chuck Bryant 25's tweets. <laughs> I... I get you gotta take the successes where you get them, man. But I, I would just want people to care that we suck sometimes. And even in, in basketball season, like we sucked last year. Mountaineers were awful in basketball last year, and there were some discipline problems. We lost some players, but we were just completely awful. I don't want recruits. I want to know the record. Uh, let's see. Davieu finished 15 and 21. That was like one of our worst seasons in years last year. And even as the losses kept piling up, people were just like, oh, well, maybe Mountaineers got and get them next time. That's all, that's all that West Virginia got other than uh, the thundering herd of Huntington. So... I, I, it just bothers me. So, yeah, to bring this point around, those kids went in there and met Deshaun, came back out, and Anthony made his point about, I mean, they are doing good things still, and they're doing a lot of for the community in Morgantown, and they're still coming back and to help, uh, coming back to help. But, yeah, funny story about Truck Bryant. I forgot to say that. Um, truck truck uh, obviously blocked me. I did say that. His then-pregnant girlfriend, I don't know if they're still together, came to our yard sale two years ago, said something about her boyfriend was sleeping and she was trying to buy some of Aaliyah's old clothes for her um, child that was on the way, and she was trying. To, uh, he didn't want her spending money, but she came out because uh, she was really trying to find some affordable, nice things, and then she wanted to buy something else from us, and she said she'd be back, and sure enough, she came back, and... She's trying to figure out how to get this item in the car. I don't remember what it is. And then here comes Truck Brian up my driveway. And I'm like, oh, God. Truck has no idea who the hell I am. Uh, it, he, I, I doubt that he's hung my tweets anywhere as motivation for uh, to get better as a point guard. But, hey, he came up and he was kind of a dick. <laughs> And then Ruta's girlfriend, baby mama, and then they left. And then within the last year or so, we went to Mario's Fish Bowl, 
which is a local restaurant that serves you fish bowls full of delicious beer for a birthday party. And Truck Brian and his same girl, baby mama, rolled in, and nobody gave a fuck about Truck because Truck sucks. So, to sum all this up, I'm really just complaining about how Davey U just... Oh, once again, the beat the dead horse. I don't like losing and just always coming up short. Man. Like with professional teams, it's like, well, you know they're getting paid, so one day they they may get the talent to actually compete again. There's always that hope. The Bulls will have a good season again. The Raiders will hopefully get rid of Antonio Brown and get through the season and do something about Gruden and... Hopefully they will be good again. That's what we are all hoping for. The the money is there. You you get the talent. You bring in the talent. You draft in the talent. You get the right coaches, and eventually you have a winning season. This is how things go. But and then and NCAA, such a good old boys club that there's no way of knowing what you're going to get. You can recruit till you're blue in the face. You can bring in this coach and that coach, but. Ultimately, if your athletic department is fine with you just being middle of the pack, then that's what you're always going to be. And that's what, Dave, you will always be sports-wise. Now, the the girls' basketball team is dope. The girls' soccer team is dope. Uh, the rifle team is super dope. They win medals and shit. Gold medals. So there's that. So it's not all Dave U athletics. It's just the main ones. Next topic. And here's a weird, this is a weird one. Again, another observation from BW3s. We ordered our our wings and we were eating and, you know, uh, there's a WNBA game on, so we were watching that. And this family sat down beside, beyond us. And there was like a younger kid and then like a uh, maybe early teenager, about to be a teenager kid, a girl, and then the mom and dad. And they went to Buffalo Wild Wings on a busy Friday night. And they literally came like an hour after we got there. And they were just not... The wife was not happy about the service. She was getting no siree. Because supposedly they had been seated. And then the the, um, the uh, hostess had said... So and so will be with you at this point, and then the hostess was seating somebody else, and she goes, "Excuse me, this, uh, waitress X isn't here yet," and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go find her." And then she went and found her, came back, and was like, "She, um, she didn't realize that you guys were her table. She's been busy with other people. She'll be right here." And she's like, "Oh, that's fine. That's quite our and it's perfectly fine." The hostess. So it's like, okay, maybe she's had a moment. Okay. Maybe she just had a basic bitch moment, okay? Then, the waitress comes over, waitress X. And then she's like, I'm so sorry about that. I've been so busy. And she's like, it's fine. We've just been waiting so long. And we would like to order our, um, our drinks and our food. Okay. So she takes her order and runs off again. They're still waiting back there. And not the food order, the drink order. And then the hostess comes back like, we're so sorry. The, the, um, we're just extremely backed up. We're working as hard as we can. Um, we're, we're very sorry. And she's like, and, uh, 
I can't believe this. And I'm talking night before the first debut home football game, rolling to the restaurant that is directly next to the stadium and having this conversation and talking about while Deshaun Butler and Kevin Jones are doing whatever event or gathering they're having to try to raise money for the program they're doing. On top of it just being busy in a Buffalo Wild Wings in the middle of one of the biggest cities in West Virginia. Okay? You with me? Thank you. All right. So, finally the waitress makes her way back. And, or, or before that though, wife got so pissy that she went inside to the bar and came out with two drinks. She's like, the bar's not, like, they're not backed up. They gave me these right away. Do you think she meant the damn bar was backed up? No, the kitchen's backed up. Come on, fam. And, and let me just say this that I mix this up because I believe the waitress did take their food order because the hostess that came back and said, oh, well, we're backed up. But this is what happened, and this is the reason this topic is here. This is what happened when the the uh, waitress ex rolled up and took, took the dude's order, the dad's order. I want to get a... I think he said, uh, he said regular size because there's snack size... Um, Snack size, small size, I'm not going to Google it. There's regular size. Uh, podcasting 101. BW3's wing sizes. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. There's snack, small, medium, and large. So I think he, he finally says, I want to get a... I want to get a medium size... Uh, traditional wing medium sauce he might not even say medium he might have said small size medium sauce and uh, some french fries I didn't hear her order and then he was <laughs> and then she's like do you want any uh, celery or carrots or blue cheese no thank you which brings me to our point you can tell a lot about a person by their wing order okay so, my wing order, my traditional wing order, I got the crispy wings from, from Moss Along, from Eric Jordan. He put me onto those. Sometimes, you know, you don't say crispy. They bring your wings out, and the thing that, that kind of kills it is, depending on how many wings you get, like if you get like six or 12, that's fine. It should be, it's no problem. But if you sit down and get like, oh man, wing night. Or I'm, I'm going to go into these wings. Let me get 20 wings. Let me get 24 wings, okay? And you don't get them crispy. Each wing takes a finite amount of time to eat, okay? And as you're eating the hot way, the hotter wings, and I mean, as you're begin eating, your wings just are gradually getting colder. And if they're piled up on top of each other, they're just literally laying underneath each other getting cold so by the time you get to the last couple wings if you haven't tapped out yet that means you are getting room temperature chicken that's kind of squishy and and uh slimy with whatever sauce is your choice okay so that's where i get the crispy wings from so when you do the crispy wings that means that the the chicken doesn't get soggy that means that your sauce stay on, 
but the chicken will stay well cooked. It's encased in the crispness of the skin so that it stays warmer and fresher. And then by the time you get to wing number, I mean, you if you get 20 wings regardless, unless you're really killing them, you're gonna have a couple cold wings, but then you're not eating squishy, old cold chicken. You're eating still a decently warm wing that has whatever sauce you chose on it. So that's why I get crispy. I do lemon pepper because I, I gotta say, Rick Ross would not shut up about lemon pepper wings. <laughs> and I was like, man, I gotta try these things. Uh, I have not been to a wing stop to try theirs, but when uh, BW3's added to the menu, I uh, it's been something that I've always enjoyed from them. And I'm a big lemon pepper fan myself. I, whenever I'm making chicken for myself, I will throw some lemon pepper on that bitch. Throw some lemon pepper on that bitch. Exactly like that. And then I go with the spicy garlic. I've been a spicy garlic fan ever since I first went to BW3s, which have been probably sometime 2003, 2004 when I moved to Morgantown. Because uh, I don't think Winchester got Buffalo Wild Wings until after I left. And we would go to wing night. That's when they had, was it 30 cent, 35 cent wing night on Tuesdays? And now they don't even do a real wing night. They do buy one, get one, small size, snack size. And thusly, um, I, I was tested out of flavors and I'd go from teriyaki. And I, I would normally, I knew that I liked medium by then. I, I, well, I had to learn that mild wasn't quite enough. Medium was kind of my jam. Medium is still my jam. So I have nothing against this medium order. But I was like, I like hotter. I'm not a blazing idiot. And I'm not a hot, like, just a hot sauce kind of dude. Like, if you make hot wings, that's cool. Um, but if I have the choice, I'm, I want the heat, but I also want to be able to enjoy the wing. So I go with the spicy garlic. And spicy garlic has been my go-to for years. So that 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 is what it said. That that is what my order is. So what does that say about me, you ask? Well, the lemon pepper says that I like a little. I like the sour. I like, I like a little sour because I do love sour candy. Not that it has anything to do with anything, but lemon lemon is obviously very sour. And you got pepper. But a big pepper guy. You put those two ingredients together, and it's a match made in heaven for me. And then the spicy garlic again says that I'm willing to take risk, but I don't want to risk it all. Because I'm not a gambler, other than FanDuel, which I got to put some money in FanDuel, or I'm not going to be able to play this weekend, and then they're going to kill me on Browns and our blood that I missed a week. Because I am trying to be Eric Jordan on FanDuel. Just FYI, he won't hear this. He knows I'm trying to win. Only reason he won last year is because I skipped like the first couple weeks or so, and I missed, there was some weeks I missed coming for that belt medium guy medium says I like a little spice but honestly I like to I like to play it very safe and his wife was the epitome of that because his wife his wife was all about that was was uh, you know being rude to the waitresses and stuff and the hostess about how long things were taking and, and, and talking to him about nah, 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 nah. but I guarantee you she's the type of lady for lack of being or wanting to say for lack of not wanting to say the word that was about to come out of my mouth she's the type of lady who 
say, I don't know, if I turn around, I'd be like, hey, um, I know you don't know me, but can you like lay off the staff a little bit? Because you can see it's Friday night at Buffalo Wild Wings and you decide to bring your family here to enjoy a meal. And not only do you sound like an ass, but you look like an ass in front of your kids and you're just going to make your kids think that's okay. She would have backed down real quick. And then homeboy would have been like, I don't think you should be talking to her that way. I'm like, I'm just making a statement of fact. And I wouldn't turn back around. And I guarantee you, both the asses would have walked right up out that restaurant, left money on the table, and been like, we're done. Because they're the type of people who don't want that. They don't want that smoke, dog. Who wanted with Hollywood hyphen? I'm just saying. Now you got your people who love the hot stuff. They they want the hottest wing possible. They'll sit down with with the blazons at B Dubs. They want the they want to sign the waivers at a uh, Quaker Steak and Lube to get the like, most hot the hottest wings. I think they make you sign a waiver B Dubs now too. They they just they want that fire. They they just love it. Those are could be two kinds of people. That could be a person who either just really loves loves the thrill of pushing that limit. Push it to the limit. Put in Miami. Put in the port of Miami. I got on my jammies. I know that's not the words. Uh, but they, they just love it. They love the rest. They love the burn. They love it all. They, they love the fact that their ass is going to be on fire later. Those are people who will literally throw caution to the wind the moment they can. But then it also could mean they're the type of people who don't get enough excitement out of their normal everyday life. So by eating this hot-ass wing, these hot-ass wings, this is how they get their kicks. It may also mean that their sex life is either very kinky or very vanilla. But... They need that rush because they're not fulfilled in their life. So, so there's that. Then you got Anthony, my man Anth. His go-to order every time Parmesan garlic. Now he's solely in it for the taste. He's found a flavor. He knows what he likes. Same with me. Um, I mean, obviously, people find their flavors. Uh, but he knows what he likes. That's gonna be his. If he's getting wings, that's gonna be his order every time. Um, even at different places, say we go to, uh, I, th I think we went to, not think, we went to Scores to watch game two of the 20, 2017, uh, the 2017 NBA Finals or 2018 NBA Finals, uh, the 2018 NBA Finals. And I think he got Parmesan garlic there. Um, that, that's, that's just what my man likes to have. Now, in his case... He's a very planned person. He's the guy who knows that he enjoys something. He knows it's not going to let him down unless something's literally wrong with the chicken. And he, he knows that he doesn't have to think very hard about, about whether or not he's going to enjoy this meal. He can actually relax, let his guard down, and eat. There's nothing wrong with being that person. Some people are planners. Medium guy... Did I already talk about medium guy? I guess I did already talk about medium guy. Um, 
then you have your people who, when they go to get wings, they, they can't decide. And when I say they can't decide, it's like they want to try all the flavors. Like they literally really like, uh, can you, can, can I just get some plain wings, but then I, can I get the dipping sauces and stuff? Or they will be the person who every time they, um, every time they go to get wings, they don't ever get the same sauce. So one time it might be teriyaki. Another time it might just be buffalo. Then it might be dry buffalo. Then it might be, um, uh, salt and vinegar, which is a flavor of BW3s. Or they might go hot. Or they might be desert heat. Um, or they might go bucket sauce. If they're at a local spot here in Morgantown and the bucket sauce is delicious, they go to Kegler's. They might do honey gold one time. Next time they get all hot. Next time they get all miles. For those people, those are the type of people who are always looking for the next challenge. So the reason that they can't pick one or the reason that they won't pick one is because they don't want to miss out on anything. They have severe cases of FOMO. So they feel like if they don't, if they order the same thing they had last time, they're going to miss out on learning about this new taste and this new flavor. So they're adventurous, but they also have a fear of missing out on something. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just did this topic completely off the top where I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, but a person's wing order will tell you a lot about a person, 100%. Like Angel, for example. She doesn't eat regular wings. She refuses to eat chicken off the bone. She wants boneless. I... <laughs> I got nothing for that. I don't know. I, I probably was just saying I got nothing because it's my wife and not, and let it be the one thing she hears on here. And she'd be like, so you, you don't like the fact that I don't eat chicken off the bone, huh? Never said that, honey. I love you, dear. <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. Episodes brought to you by coffee. Dang, I just started talking. I didn't do any of the stuff like hyphen podcast group. Oh, the coffee's by McDonald's again. McDonald's. I didn't say anything about how this show's brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And I, excuse me, I damn sure didn't tell you that it's also brought to you by Mark Rob, a website written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Shonmad Love Robinson. You can find that at T-H-E-M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. I completely forgot about that. God. And Morgantown Weather Report, it's 64. It's beautiful here in fake summer. I know y'all been waiting for that, too. I'm so sorry, guys. I was just so excited about Weird Pistons Guy and scenes from a mall that uh, I just jumped right in, you know? Oh, and one other thing to go back to the WVU topic. Jerry West, 100%. He deserves any kind of praise he gets. He's a freaking NBA logo. Hot Rod Hunley. Any praise he gets because his name he is literally retired at WVU. Sam Huff, who I believe has passed, his number is retired with WVU. And there's a few others that's been retired. Rashid Marshall, who's one of the most trash quarterbacks in West Virginia history, does not deserve to be ran up on and be like, hey Rashid Marshall! Hey, remember when Kellen Winslow uh, beat you in 2003? Back when Kellen Conley was more of a Miami fan than a WVU fan? 
Look how that turned out for you. He yelled at me too recently. I may have mentioned that on the pod. Because I, I, I said something to him about being trash on Twitter. Me being me. I damn sure did. And, and then your boy was like... He's like, oh, well, this is kind of like, uh, what have you accomplished? And I was like, touche, Rashid. Touche. He, he completely got me. Here we go. Yeah, it was September last year. Um, yeah, I said, uh, talking to a guy I used to work with, uh, he said, Rashid Marshall is a garbage commentator. And then I tweeted, at Rashid Marshall was garbage in college, too. And then uh, Rashid came back with, you have to remind me again, who are you again? And I just, like, well played. <laughs> I had nothing for him. I didn't want the smoke. Maybe, uh, maybe I need to, uh, shit. Maybe I need to, uh, put myself in that, uh, same category with medium wing guy. Because I didn't want no smoke with Rasheed Marshall that day. But see, I'm just trying to get these jokes off on Twitter sometimes. Like, I'm definitely trying to get Antonio Brown to block the fuck out of me right now. Because fuck that dude. Um, but a lot of times I am trying to just get these jokes off. And I game recognize game. So if you come back at me and it's strong, I have to respect you. So honestly, here today, I'm going to retire my Rashid Marshall hate officially. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and... and uh, Follow my guy. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> I, shout out, shout out to him. He he has now earned my respect. Game recognized game. That that would be a better episode title than a uh, hyphenation is like a box of chocolates. And now it says hyphenation instead of hyphenation. What are you doing? Game recognize game. Last topic, and we're not going to spend too much fucking time on this. <laughs> we're not. Sorry, not sorry. Here we go, guys. Antonio Brown. As y'all know, he was traded by the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders. A few months ago, after everything bad, everything bad, after uh, things just went downhill with, of course, now I can't find a damn ESPN story, and OJ Simpson's on Twitter. Yes, I, I don't follow a murderer, but this murderer's out here with his football hot takes, and I can't help but look at... Uh, Listen to the dude. I, 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 glove didn't fit. You must have quit. But he definitely murdered Nicole and, and Ron Brown. Where is the stuff? Oh, Browns and our blood's going to actually premiere in one minute. That's dope. Um, oh, wait. Did I get a link? This is podcast one on one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because it was Chris Carrico who hit me with the. Here we go. Raiders are planning to suspend Antonio Brown after he got into a, a general manager, Mike Mayock, on Wednesday. League sources tell Adam Scheffler. So, the Steelers traded Antonio Brown to the Raiders for essentially nothing because 
He fell out with Ben. He fell out with Mike Tomlin. Much respect to Mike Tomlin. Black quarter or black coaches unite. Uh, fell out in favor of Pittsburgh. They traded him, and then everybody in Raider Nation is like, "We got Antonio Brown. We got Antonio Brown." Not me. Let me tell you what I said about Antonio Brown to my father. Hold on one second here. Search messages. Daniel Conley. Do, 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 do. Uh, so, I had said, do, 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 do. I said, we couldn't have gotten Beckham instead. And I think this is before the Odell trade went through. I don't remember when Odell trade went through. And then Dad said, slow your roll. Who did we get? I said, Antonio Brown. And Dad said, dang, dude, are you being greedy? And what is wrong, Brown? And I said, Beckham is younger. And that's the only thing I like more. And for some reason, my dad sent me that. Wow. Oh, and then he, that's when he hit me with the, in a couple years, you're going to jump ship to the Browns? And don't say you have not thought about it. And I said, nah, I'm still a Raiders fan for life. I didn't make it through most of the 2010s to jump ship. 2000s, I mean. And Dad said, you can't even make up your mind now. And I said, the answer is no. <laughs> but then, Dad hit me on August 10th. My own thought, do not draft Antonio Brown for any fantasy team. Drama, drama, drama. I hope he grows up soon. <laughs> and then, ladies and gentlemen, here we are today. So the Raiders, y'all know about the helmet drama. I'm not going to rehash this shit. The helmet drama, the hot air balloon, the theatrics. Eric's been telling me, Eric Jordan, like, yo. He, he's a wide receiver. He's a diva. Y'all knew what y'all were getting. Yeah, we knew what we were getting, but how do you not go after one of the best receivers in the NFL? I didn't want him. I would have said no, but I'm not John Gruden, who is only in year two of his 10-year contract, ladies and gentlemen, or new GM Mike Mayock. So what can I do? And you know Al Davis loved his speedy receivers, and apparently so does Mark Davis. So still a chance you take. I wouldn't have taken it, though. I was not happy. And Dad just sent me another thing about uh about uh <laughs> he sent me this Raiders t-shirt. It says, "You laugh, I laugh. You cry, I cry. You offend my Raiders, I kill you." And it's that doll uh, from that one comedian who does all the uh, ventriloquism. Yeah. But yeah, I sent Dad the stuff on the Brown about Antonio Brown, and Dad said, "Bottom line for me, he no longer exists as a Raider." I said same. And Dad said, I'm sure it's a familiar question. Who the hell does he think he is? I said, he thinks he's the best player in the NFL. He's drinking his old Kool-Aid. And Dad said, please understand my next statement. He is not the best player in the NFL. Maybe yesterday, but what have you done for me lately? Drama queen. And I said, 100%. They were trying to find, well, not find, trying. They were going to find the Raiders, Antonio Brown, for missing practices, which he had missed several of course, he had the frostbite on his feet, blah, 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 hard knock storyline, signed a deal with the new helmet company, blah, blah, blah. Well, Antonio Brown went on social media and posted that uh, he was mad at everybody, like no one was safe, essentially. I'm not reading it. And posted on like IG and everything. Well, Mike Mayock approached Antonio Brown about that on Wednesday and was like, hey, uh, what are you doing? That was out of line. Like, that's team business. And, and then... Things got heated, and Antonio tried to come for Mike Mayock, man. And so, at this point, we're waiting to see if the Raiders suspend Antonio Brown indefinitely. 
or for a certain amount of games, or if they actually try to void his guaranteed contract, which essentially will end his time in Oakland. What Antonio Brown did in Pittsburgh was phenomenal. What Antonio Brown has done in Oakland is unexcusable. I hope the Raiders make the right choice. I feel like Gruden will make the Gruden decision and there will be a small suspension. And yes, there still is a glimmer of hope that Antonio Brown will literally suit up for a real game as an Oakland Raider this season. I said it on Browns. I'll say it again. I don't care if by some miracle the Oakland Raiders win Super Bowl 50, what are we on, 53, 54, in the 100th NFL season this season. I don't care. I will curse Antonio Brown's name for as long as he's a Raider. This is inexcusable, and the Raiders need to do the right thing. By the time you hear this, a decision will have been made, and I will regroup and come back to this topic when the time is right. But I'm done with Antonio Brown. Fuck Antonio Brown. He's ruining my team. He's literally sucking the joy out of the Raiders for me. Ever since he got there, I have given probably I have cared as little about my team. Actually, I've cared. Yeah, I've cared very little for the Raiders. And even last season, especially after the Khalil Mack trade, I had lost a lot of faith in my organization that was built back up and even love for my organization because of these moves. And now season two where we're supposed to like hopefully see some see some see some forward movement. He is literally walking out of our own end zone repeatedly and giving us safeties. Fuck Antonio Brown. I hope the Raiders get rid of his ass. And I will say this in February, if by some miracle the Raiders win the Super Bowl and Antonio Brown's MVP, I will still say, fuck Antonio Brown. But thank you for the ring. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay. Or whatever. It's like ladies' night. Or whatever. It's like wrestling. Or whatever. It's like parenting. Or whatever. It's like anime. Or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare. Or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people coming around doing what we do best. Or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Now! I think I was a little loud, because there's literally a lady in black, I think it's Victoria's Secret, getting their shipment here. A lady in a black dress who looked over at me and was like, what is that Negro doing? in that car over there just doing the world's greatest podcast no worries if you enjoy 
hyphen nation the world's greatest podcast i need you to do some things guys whatever platform you listen to it on whether that be apple Podcasts, google podcast on anchor stitcher spotify radio public um anywhere podcasts are those sold i need you to rate the show subscribe to the show let people know about the show spread the word the more people you tell about hyphen nation the more people who can enjoy these episodes with you because honestly there are people out there who have listened to my stranger things episode already and they're like man i'd really like to talk about kellen's takes on stranger things three with someone but they're alone at the water cooler don't leave them alone at the water cooler go be with them go talk about hyphenation write about hyphenation tweet about hyphenation post on social media about hyphenation let people know about hyphenation i can't do it alone Please. I'd appreciate it. So, if there's a podcast platform out there that you're not seeing hyphenation on, or any of the other great hyphen podcast group shows, let me know and I will fix it. That's what founder slash editor in chief does. Okay? If you want to reach me, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com, at B-Hyphen on Twitter, Hyphen Universe on Facebook, and the B-Hyphen on Instagram. If you want to go through Hyphen Podcast Group, Hyphen Podcast Group at gmail.com, Hyphen Podcast Group on Facebook, Hyphen Pod Group on Twitter, and Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram. The power of positivity is real. The negativity out of your life no matter what it may be no matter what you have to do you have to do you yes sir have genuine interactions with people you never know what the next man or woman is going through and what a kind word or a kind gesture can do for them you may save a life may save someone else's life Try to have genuine interactions with people. Hug your father. Kiss your mom. Not in that way, you perv. Hug your sister. Punch your brother in his fucking jaw. But do it out of love. I love my podcast. Write your grandmother. Send your grandfather an email. Uh, Tweet your godfather. Uh, Send a a Facebook message to your uh, godmother. Uh, post on your uncle's wall Uh, call your aunt send a telegram to your second cousin first removed by marriage give people their flowers while they're here let them know what they mean to let them know what they mean to you you never know when it's your time to go make sure people understand what they mean to you words of wisdom Sometimes you're going to get in trouble. And I don't mean that in uh, you murdered somebody and you're going to jail kind of way. Because obviously you would be in trouble. (laughs) Sometimes there's just forces that come together 
that no matter how you try, you're going to fuck up somehow. And the important part of that is accepting your fuck up and your mistake. Owning up to it to said party, whether that be a, a friend, family member, your spouse, significant other, your boss, co-worker, the uh, person who... Um, I don't know, the the waitress who you said you wanted uh, Budweiser and then you said, this, I swear this is Bud Light, but then it turns out it actually was Budweiser and you were wrong. Admitting when you're wrong is, is okay. But just know when you're wrong sometimes, you're, you're going to, you may hear about it. <laughs> and whoever is giving you the grief or giving you the... Or reprimanding you, so to speak, correcting you, course correcting, just know that they have that full right. And sometimes it is out of spite. Sometimes they just want you to do better in the future, don't want you to repeat the same mistakes. But sometimes you're going to get in trouble and you're going to hear about it. Don't lose your mind because you got yelled at. Life goes on. Don't snap at them. Don't get defensive. Don't be the victim like I talked about a few episodes ago. It's okay. Sometimes we're wrong and sometimes people are going to call us on our shit. Make mistakes. We get in trouble. We get told about it. Move on after that. Words of wisdom for today. No apologies to Antonio Brown because fuck him. Apologies to Markel Fultz, even though he's still trash. Jay-Z, what the fuck are you doing, my dude? What are you doing? I, I gotta record this episode about Blueprint 3 and Volume 3, and you're just... Like, you literally put Rhapsody and Megan Trainer and Meek Mill performing Dreams and Nightmares intro before the Thursday night game just like Marcus said what are you doing Jay damn it <laughs> I don't like public figure Jay I liked it better when you didn't see Jay like that damn it <sighs> I still love you Hove I appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast man Brought to you by hyphenpodcastgroup.com, hyphenpodcastgroup. Appreciate everybody who's spending their time listening to me talk about how you tell what kind of person someone is by their wing order and why we shouldn't be so excited to see Deshaun Butler when he didn't win. I mean, he did win a Big East championship, though. See, I'm just hard on people. I'm a hater by nature. Like, why people shouldn't be so excited to see... I'm trying to think of a good... Kevin Pitsnoggle. They never won a Big East championship while he was there. He got us in the Elite Eight in the Sweet 16, but he didn't win the championship. Stop hero worshipping! It's cool to be like, hey! Look, it's Kevin Jones! Hey, how are you? You know? Don't be taking... Look, I took a picture of Kevin Jones who played here six years ago! Come on, bro, stop! If I saw Grant Hill, I don't even like Duke, but like, yo, I fucking love you, Grant Hill. Can I get a picture? 
If I saw, but then again, it's like if I saw Allen Iverson, I do the same thing. But Allen Iverson never won anything other than MVP. A couple All Star Game MVPs. I said it. I don't take it back, but it's true. Always a pleasure. Thanks, y'all. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.